Hey everybody, this is the Dr. Dads coming at you. I've got my main man, Dr. Nick Jensen, with me today. What's up, man? Another day in paradise, I get to see uh, my my best buddy from across the pond. Or not across the pond, across the desert, across the land. We're, we're far ways away, but buddy, we got to hang out a I couple know. weeks ago. We got to go up to Vancouver. I was up there for an NIS conference, and... The beautiful Jensen family hosted me and my wife and my son. And I have to say, if you had to give a a, a a star rating for staying at somebody's home and getting the love and and really just like, honestly, you guys, you guys were amazing. It was a five stars, buddy. Five out of five. Love it. Love it. Like, well, you, you, fill, you filled our cups, buddy. Well, you know, it's like sometimes when you have people over, it's kind of like, it's not going to say the word draining, but... You, you guys are just such easy guests to have over. It just, everything just flowed. You know, Thanks, it wasn't, man. wasn't like, it wasn't like, oh, uh, we got to make sure we're entertaining or this, that. It was just like, you guys just like, it was like a puzzle piece. You just fit into our family, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then we just got to carry on, you know, with what we were, what we're doing anyways, but we just got to do with you guys, you know? So we, uh, we loved having you. And even when like Sonia and I were sitting and just reflecting on the time we had with you guys, that was like the thing. It was like, they're just so easy to have over at our house. And like, yeah, obviously it, our boys were like best buddies in, in seconds and they hadn't seen each other for a couple of years. So, uh, yeah, it was just like carrying on where, where we left off. Right. It was beautiful, man. It was neat to see the boys and man, they were glued to each other the whole trip. <laughs> they really were yeah man and, and you described that very well man that's what it felt like for us we felt like we were at home the whole time yeah and like you said we just kind of like merged and like found that flow and it was already there when we got there so yeah. thank you again man like yeah uh, thank you, you forgot so you for forgot that. to bring your corta i know i did I left it for you I did. and then you just i'm coming back though <laughs> so okay. we're i think we're coming back for diwali again next year perfect yeah yeah so, so for those of you who don't know, we yeah we celebrated Diwali and uh, David and the entire family were dressed in the the traditional Indian outfits to celebrate the festival of lights. Together. We looked good, and yeah. so did our wives. They looked amazing. Our wives always look good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they had they were extra, extra, <laughs> extra amazing. They were in the kitchen all day cooking delicious food, and then we got to party with you guys and your family and your friends. So it was beautiful, man. It's fun. Yeah. I can't remember if we got you to do any work on any of our guests. I don't know if we did. We didn't. We didn't actually pass the torch to you in that in that uh, capacity. You, it was like um, one of those visits where you didn't have to do work. <laughs> that that was nice. It was nice. <laughs> Other than on us. You know, yeah, but, no, like, but hey, that's fun for me. David's yeah. a magician. You guys should, you know, <laughs> do what kind of magic he can do in your body. Oh, man. Which is actually the conversation we're having today, too, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, me and Nick were talking right now. What should we chat about? And one thing that as of late, I'm really uh, excited about is something called somatics. So, you know, I've. I'm not super ingrained in this, but enough to kind of explain what this is. And so that you get an understanding of the importance of doing rehabilitation for your body this way. So um, let's just kind of back up for a second and talk about the bigger picture of why this is necessary and, and the importance of doing uh, rehabilitation this way, because for a long-term change in the body with some of these chronic issues that we all deal with, whether it's, you know, you know, structural things like, you know, 
It could be knee pain or hip, low back, mid back, neck, shoulder. I mean, any, any of the major joints that we see people see chronic issues with, this is something that will definitely help you on your journey. And honestly, uh, from a rehabilitation standpoint, really, really ingrain a permanent change. So let's go and talk about what actually breaks down neurologically with our bodies and how this actually starts to cause the pain and, and the problems we experience. So what happens when we have things like repetitive movements, um, people have very unique patterns they're in all day long, whether we're sitting all day or you have a job where you're in very specific positions. So you got repetitive movements and then you have things like uh, trauma. So we experience physical trauma to the body, falls, trips, accidents, things like that. Um, even mental, emotional trauma, and we've talked about this, will create distortion in the fascia and then ultimately make a global change in our bodies. So you get into those traumas, um, biochemical stressors, we get toxic, we get inflamed. This is also going to affect the extracellular matrix, causes more distortion, more disconnection, lymphatic backup. I mean, there's all these things, okay? Yeah. Uh, I just want you to see the picture that can affect something called sensory motor amnesia. So, so basically what that kind of breaks down into, if you want me to just uh, make it sound really easy, is the body goes into a state at a specific set of muscles or maybe just one muscle, can be more, where it's lost its integrity of connection with the brain. And when this happens that muscle is either going to be overactive or underactive depending on the state it needs to be in whether we're sitting standing lying down actually doing an action or actionable movement right like when you're in the gym or you're just doing stuff throughout the day and so the body has to work in this harmony and everything has to activate and deactivate for us to move efficiently and handle force so when a when a muscle has this sensory motor amnesia, it doesn't know which state to be in, and the brain doesn't have awareness of where it's at. So let's say, for example, my psoas muscles, right? It's a hip flexor, a major muscle between the lower extremities and the, the lumbar spine in our midsection. Uh, this is a big muscle, right? So this is one that sometimes, uh, with a lot of people, loses integrity. Mm -hmm. And so... This muscle, let's say when I'm lying down, should be relaxed and let's say it's overactive. So then it's tight and you can feel it. There's a lot of tone in the muscle. It's contracted. Okay. And it's guarding kind of deal. And then let's say when I stand up, it's supposed to have tone and then it relaxes and it's doing the opposite. So this, there's, there's a loss of this connection with the brain and the muscle doesn't know how to behave properly, basically. So part of what I do on a daily basis on the table is correct this. So through NIS and through, you know, things like the the deep myofascial therapy that we do and we utilize like the emotional work that we do, the central degradation, all these things that we're doing are working to reconnect the brain with the body and correct some of this sensory motor amnesia. So the body becomes more aware and then there's a reactivation. It brings balance back into that muscle or group of muscles where that problem is potentially. And so from a rehabilitation standpoint, we have to continue to ingrain this, even if you're outside the office, not seeing someone like me. 
So a way to do that is you can do something called somatics. Somatics is almost like a neurological rehab to make and ingrain and strengthen the mind-body connection with these dysfunctions that we have. Whether it be, like I say, your pelvic floor or the lumbar spine and hip flexors and adductors or the shoulder girdle on the neck or the chest, right? I mean, there's, or the mid-back, you know, where your rhomboids and your traps and stuff are. I mean, different areas of the body, there are actual um, progressions that you can go through where you engage certain muscles, you know, and you're focusing on, let's say, upper and lower body doing very specific movements at the same time while you're breathing in a very specific pattern. And there's a lot going on when you do this kind of stuff. But what you feel is pretty incredible. You start to find this awareness and the body starts to, you can almost feel the connection when you're going through these progressions. And then when you're done and you kind of reset between each progression, you feel, you can feel the changes taking place in the body. And so what you're feeling is that reactivation, if that muscle is, you know, inactive or if it's overactive, it starts to relax. And so, you know, you look at so many problems that people have chronically where, number one, this is never being addressed by whoever they're seeing, mm -hmm. right? whether it's, and I'm not hating on chiropractors, I am a chiropractor, but not all chiropractors do what I do. So whether it's a chiropractor or PT or Someone who's trying to help or something. Yeah, I mean, yeah. anybody who's trying to help you with a chronic issue, mm -hmm. sometimes the reason the reason that issue doesn't fully get the change you're wanting is because maybe they're they're getting you there and you're on your way there, but what they're doing is only going to give you a short term benefit. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you do get the relief and you may feel better, but everybody, not everybody, but some individuals notice they have these problems that have just kind of stuck with them long term, right? And they yeah. don't clean up. And it's just this chronic nagging thing in the background. And so the the magic, coming back to you said we got magic to talk about, is when you do the right things and make and make sure that the brain is processing and making the connection with that muscle and that part of the body, and that you treat it that way, and then you do a rehab to ingrain that. Over time, you will see a long-term change in the integrity of that connection. And then as a result, you'll see your chronic issue improve mm -hmm. and either go away or lessen to a significant degree compared to if you don't do it this way. So let's talk about some of the science. Well, I'd like, I'd like to like... Or, yeah, let's go. If, I mean, you don't mind just... chat, but then we'll talk about some science. Yeah, yeah. So... Like, I think this is just a, such a chronic issue for so many people. And I'd say, like, I'm just sort of in the middle slash finishing uh, a book by Katie Bowman. She's a researcher uh, who wrote a book called Move Your DNA. And it's really reminding people of how we used to move versus how we move now. And and I think that probably a big reason for a lot of these, like, repetitive strain injuries or these chronic problems that are there is because literally we move from seated or mostly sitting situations to maybe standing to very light movement we're in cars we're sitting on our couches like we don't move our body in the way that we would have where we're like even how we use a toilet modern modern day versus we would have had to squat before 
you know, and you see people in different cultures that, that are constantly like on their feet or in squatted positions or like, or just extending themselves or contracting themselves in a whole myriad of different ways that I think that part of the problem with chronic pain is that we would have moved our way through a lot of these issues because we're, we're engaging our full body to some capacity. So I think a lot of like modern chronic injuries when they're not rehabbing well, or they're not, there's not even necessarily a known source. It's just like, Oh, my back hurts now. It's probably a lot of that has to do with just modern lifestyle. And then no doubt we get amnesia because we're not actually like stimulating these areas in our body through all the different ways that we could, we should be, or could be moving your body. So I just wanted to throw that out there is like, this doesn't have to be a specific injury. This could just be like something that's seemingly, seemingly shown up out of nowhere as a pain point or a loss of strength or something. So anyways, carry on. Let's jump to the science. Well, no, I love the way you described that, right? Like, look at all the ways we don't activate our bodies anymore in all these different movement patterns. And we're very repetitive, right? And then some people don't move hardly at all, like you said. And And then look at cell phone usage, for example. This is another perfect example. How many people are like this with their Mm -hmm. chins down, disengagement of their mid to lower traps, right? And they're just like this, and they're, they're in complete flexion all day, okay? So... You have something like that that's done chronically now that's going to create massive postural issues, even to where like people think it's just their neck that's going to start having problems. It's going to cause a little back pain because yep. the, the the more your head moves forward o- over your body, the more it, everything loads. Yeah, and so your low back's going to take that all day too in the middle middle of your back and your trap. I mean, so you look at these things right, and then you see the amount of time we spend doing them, like you were talking earlier. And it's no, it's no wonder that we have this sensory motor amnesia yeah. because these things aren't used or they're overused, right? And there's no balance to the way we move throughout the day and of, 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 of a lot of different stuff. So, mm-hmm. so, yeah, so then this creates this chronic problem. And so let's talk about why things like, Let's say, for example, stretching, like passive stretching, won't correct things like this. So let's say, let's go back to the psoas, and let's talk about just stretching my psoas. So I, you can do all this dynamic stretching to work on your psoas where it's passive. You can use tools like they have that so right, and they have, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of tools, but I've seen them mm-hmm. all on social media, and they're all passive. And it's not to say these can't give you relief and help a little bit. But if you have a really in, a really bad issue, these are only going to give like that acute relief and then it's just going to keep winding back up. Okay, And the problem will, will continue. And the reason is because stretching that way will send sensory information only as far as the spinal cord. That mm-hmm. info literally just stops at the spinal cord. No connection with the brain when you passively stretch like that. So that's very important that people understand that. Like... It doesn't respond, okay, unless there's, so I'll kind of just take you through that, okay? When a muscle is stretched, the sense receptors within that muscle send information to the spinal cord, okay, to indicate that the length of the muscle has changed. The spinal cord in response sends an impulse to the muscle being stretched, triggering a contraction, right? And it also sends an impulse to the opposing muscle inhibiting a contraction. So stretching a muscle causes it to respond by contracting. 
This is counter what you're trying to achieve when you do a stretch. This is the very best ex explanation of a stretch reflex, right? So that's the stretch reflex. But understanding just the neurology of that is only going to the spine when you passively stretch. Okay, there's no engagement of your brain. Hmm. Now, there's something called pendiculation, okay? So pendiculation sends new sensor information all the way to the brain. Okay, so what we're talking about when we talk about somatics is pendiculation. So... For example, let's talk about a cat when it stretches its back. Okay, so we've all seen a cat stretch. What does it do? It pushes forward on its front paws, right? And mm -hmm. it's contracting its spine. It's not passively trying to stretch the muscles of the spine or the body. It's contracting the whole time. So it's actually activating contracting muscles to stretch that muscle. So this is huge. That's a that's pandiculation. A cat uses pandiculation stretch. So let's talk about the bigger picture here. So that there is, um, or, or let me finish talking about pandiculation, then we'll go a little deeper. So pandiculation, we're gonna get that sensory information all the all the way to the brain. So when a muscle is contracted voluntarily, so we're at, we're activating those muscles. The sense receptors within that muscle send information all the way to the sensory cortex of your brain. Okay, this is important. If that part of the brain does not pick up, okay, that activation when you're stretching, it doesn't make a change in the muscle. And that muscle will still have sensory motor amnesia. And you're, you're, you're not making that full connection that you need to make with the brain and that muscle. Are you following me? Yeah, yeah. So... This is all giving the brain information, right? So it's it's sending it to the sensory cortex of the brain. It's indicating that the length of the muscle has changed, right? In this case, it's shortening, right? Because if you're contracting, you're shortening the muscle. So also at that level of tension, the muscle has increased. So because this information has reached the brain, the muscle can be sensed or felt. So there's this awareness, this mind-body connection, Okay. So it's now under your conscious control. So at this point, you can choose to increase, maintain, or decrease the level of contraction. So when pendiculating, you will slowly decrease the level of contraction all the way down to complete rest. But the take-home point is you establish full cortical control over the muscle when you contract it voluntarily. Hmm. So that's pendiculation. So that's so important that people understand this. So from a like a from a rehabilitation place with your body, whether you're stretching or you're just trying to get this sensory motor amnesia to rebalance and find that harmony in our body, it has to be done through pendiculation. You can't do it through passive stretching. That's, that's huge. There's a, I mean, when, when I'm, we had packs on the, on the call uh, a few, a few episodes ago uh, from restore human. And so much of my, journey with him has been turning on muscle groups that I didn't realize I wasn't activating certain movements. So just give people a, an example. We were doing some, <clears throat> some work. What was our, some original movement? We, I, I might've just been some shoulder presses or different things. And he was like, dude, you're not even turning on your latissimus. It's like, it's not engaged at all. And so we had to do a series of different exercises through contraction in a specific muscular uh, muscle pattern to actually wake up that muscle. Cause I can even, I could do the movement. Let's say it could even been like, um, 
you know, sort of cat cow position and then, you know, extending the opposite arm and opposite leg. And I could do the movement. I would be engaging some of the big muscles, but I wasn't actually engaging the back and the other postural muscles that were needed to engage to actually contain and sustain that, that movement. And it was so interesting. That was just one example, but there's many different examples where he was teaching me how to re-engage my muscle. And so that the, the strength and the capacity to hold more weight or to, to push more or to, um, yeah, I mean, that's really where I noticed it was in just the, the strength and being able to recruit or recruit more muscle. And we talked about this in the fascia kind of talk too, like if you can get more of more contraction, which is, you know, it's essentially more electrical charge in the body. If you can get more contraction in these across many different muscle groups, you're going to create better circuitry and that's going to basically give you better brain communication. Uh, but well, you I was handle blown... force, right? You handle force, force yeah. better. So then there goes, yeah. that's, the, that's the reason you're in pain. You're not handling force properly. Totally. And, and, and so much compensation was happening as a result of that, and yeah. which was leading to different like, nagging pains. But anyway, well, let me example. well let me ask you. So when you're at Restore with Pax, when you're doing these dynamic movements, and let's say like on the lats, was he making you focus on engaging that lat through the big, dynamic movement, right? Big so time. you had to actively, yeah. consciously, voluntarily Contract. activate the muscle. Yeah. So whether you're stretching, right, or this is done in a rehabilitation setting, yeah, that has to be done to make a long-term change. Yeah. And it's interesting, buddy. Yeah, you still see PTs doing just like regular, like lifting, like like you're at the gym and they're taking them through specific movements, but they're not they're not telling them to activate and engage the muscle. Behind. I mean, I'm not saying all PTs or chiros. I mean, this goes for chiros, yeah. body workers, whoever. You just see across the, these professions that this concept is not there. And it's like this massive concept is very important. The brain connection has to be made through pendiculation. And if you're not actively activating, right, and doing that the way you need to, then it won't make a, a long-term change. Yeah. It has to be active. It can't be a passive type activity. Otherwise, the brain's not involved and you can't make the mind-body connection. Well, it's, it's interesting that, like, I don't know why it took me so long to realize this, but it was like I needed to learn how to contract muscle to actually re release the muscle. Yeah. You know, well, because too... that's, again, sensory motor amnesia. It's in exactly. what it's called, right? Like, yeah. there's this loss of connection and you, you it's counterintuitive. Totally. Because it's tight sometimes, yeah. right? And then you're yeah. like, what do you mean tightening something that feels tight already is going to help it relax? What? Yeah. Right? <laughs> but it, it's almost like, uh, you know, jump-starting your car. It's like you have to put a charge in and, yeah. in, in order for the, the communication to, to oh, shift. Buddy. I love yeah. the way you just described that. Oh, nice. That No, honestly, think about that. It's like charging your car. You got, you're putting a charge into the muscle. You're activating. You're activating that neurological connection, right? That energy is pushing through. And then the muscle's like, oh, and it's like it wakes up, right? Yeah. So, like, again, we're, we're talking about stretching, right? Or whether it's a rehab setting. Yeah. So, you know, and then one thing I want to note on is, like, when you stretch passively, which is how we were all taught how to stretch, by, by the way. I think yeah. you can agree to that even as athletes. You get a temporarily reduction in power of the output of the muscle. Mm -hmm. Temporary, but the out power output decreases. And I've seen this, man. Like, 
I remember one time when I was in college, like me and a couple guys did this really deep stretching session before we played, or no, it was high school. And I didn't feel good on the field the whole game because I over I felt like I overstretched everything. Mm. Like it's almost like you need some of that active muscles to feel that power output when you're when you're playing sports, right? Yeah. So you can't be too loose, right? And do too much passive stretching before you're gonna compete. That's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. Um, so I mean, pandiculation, sensory awareness, right? Mind body. Okay. So let's um Let's go into the somatics type stuff, okay? Or, or let me expand a little bit more on the difference. So I did this a while back, like when I was 30. And I've talked about this story, I think, on past post, post podcasts. But I did CrossFit for like a five-year stint. Mm-hmm. And man, buddy, at the end of that stint, my body was not feeling good. <laughs> and I'm not knocking on CrossFit, but like my shoulders, my low back, my knees, my hips, like, body did not feel good everything started hurting like it was weird everything started hurting to the point like if i didn't get in the gym and train then i would hurt and if i took too many days off it was like yeah. that so i decided at 30 to stop lifting weights and i was going to go more to like body weight stuff but i actually found a book called the genius of flexibility by a guy named bob cooley so Bob Cooley, his his claim to fame, and he's I think still actually has a studio in California. I think I believe it's in Santa Monica, if I'm not mistaken, where he still has classes that he does this basically type of stretching. It's it's uh, he calls it I think active stretching. Okay, um, but it's pandiculation is what he's doing. Okay, and so it's a beautiful book. If anybody hasn't read that book. Um, you know, do you remember that that Olympic U.S. swimmer Dana Torres? Do you remember her? No, because it was her name was. So her her thing, she was like forty. I think she had like two or three kids or something, and she was forty years old, and she qualified for the Olympics. Wow! And so the media was covering her and making this big deal, and like she gave Bob Cooley all of the credit of why she was able to get to the Olympics at forty years old. That's amazing. So the story goes like. I think she was at the gym or something training and he was stretching somebody else out or having them stretch. And she walked over and said, Hey, can, can, do you mind showing me some of that stuff? And then he started working with her. And then she started having all these like amazing gains and her body started working better for her and the swimming pool. And like, she made it to the Olympics and cool story. Well, anyway, so I read this book and all the book is basically it's pandiculation. It's active stretching. And you go through all these muscle groups and he teaches you how to like basically contract while you're stretching the muscle and activate it. But buddy, I changed my body very quickly within like six to eight months, just doing that type of stretching. Wow. And like all my pain went away. I didn't have pain anywhere else in my body. Um, I mean, and I did other things like I'm not saying that's the only thing I did, but as far as like my, my routine, like for working out and stretching and stuff, that's what I did. But like active stretching, like it's a little bit of a workout, man. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's not something that like you don't get winded from a little bit. So I would do that pretty regularly and it changed my body, man. Got rid of a lot of the chronic pain that I was having in my body. Hmm. Um, And so the neat thing I, I remember from that book was he talks about how he realized that the way he maps the body with all the muscle groups and cause he noticed that emotions started changing in people and they were 
breaking barriers in life and like these challenges they were having emotionally all of a sudden weren't a, weren't a problem for them anymore and so he kept digging into the science trying to create an understanding of like why is this happening in my stretch classes when we're doing all these things and then he picked up a tcm book ancient chinese medicine mm -hmm. book and the same thing he mapped without even looking at that book mapped out on 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 the, basically i think you've seen those tcm charts yeah with like the muscle groups and then they like i think there's like emotions and all these things on there mm -hmm. and the organs and glands because he saw people getting healthier and their stomach issues going away and all these other things just from his stretch classes wow so then he figured out oh my god like this is ancient medicine that i'm doing and so i, I want i want to tell this full circle because you said something beautiful right now. You said you're just putting charge in there. Mm -hmm. When you activate your muscles, whether it's from a stretching place like this or a rehabilitation place, you are pushing energy and lighting up your body. And you're connecting the brain to the body. You're making this beautiful mind-body connection. And that not only will benefit the area of the body that maybe you have a concern with, but it will also benefit the gland correlation to that muscle. Right. It's going to yeah. it's going to benefit the fascial plane cor correlating to those muscles. All those things, you're just ingraining more voltage. And like Nick said, and more energy output and more connection with the brain and the nervous system and your body processes and connects better. Mm -hmm. So it goes beyond just fixing the muscle, the sensory motor amnesia. It goes beyond that because you're lighting up the rest of the body as well and all those connections. It's awesome, man. Uh, you you're so good at explaining things in a way that I think people can understand, and it's it's important to to engage this because the amount of people that are walking around with chronic pain and not realizing that they've got way more, you know, faculty than they realize, and this is a huge part of it because it, I think it makes sense. It should make sense to people that when you're in chronic pain, things have had to shut down to like decompensate as a result of you know the pain signals being there and so then you're going to get guarding and protection in certain areas of your body and then other areas you're going to have to relax while those areas that are maybe in pain are, are having to contract and then you're going to get muscle fatigue those muscles that are stuck in contraction are going to basically burn out they're going to lose their charge they're going to lose you know the the blood supply the the, the tissue itself is going to become more contracted the fascia around it that's containing is going to try to protect it more because it's kind of like well i guess you're not using that area so we're just going to try to contain it and it's so interesting how you know why we get so rigid in our movements and then we lose strength and then we lose mobility and then we just kind of we're on this belief system well it's just because i'm getting older it's like that same old thing like oh it's just because i'm getting older we just believe it you know we just believe or buy into that reality and and Anytime I've got soreness somewhere, I just, I go right to like, what do I need to reactivate? What do I need to wake up in my body? It's not like, oh, shoot, I'm stuck in pain again. And so I engage the area. I'll, I'll do my contraction, my hold. I'll do some of the, uh, the foundational training. I think I sent you some, some of that, that training stuff, the, the power pose and get that full body sort of restoration or waking up. And, uh, and I start to bring that into more of my movements, even here when I'm, I'm at my standing desk and as you're speaking, I'm like, I'm working on my, my latissimus. I'm working on the quads. I'm working on the hamstrings. I'm gauging the muscle. 
uh, while I'm working on the posture and I'm thinking about it and I'm breathing with it. And I know back in the day when I was doing yoga in, in the earlier part of my yoga experience, it was more just how do we get more rubber band like, you know, how do we just get more flexible? And I was, I got so focused on, oh, I got to stretch further. And I didn't really get a whole lot of gains in that until I started to learn how to contract my muscle. Actually, I was doing some, um, just some Kundalini yoga, uh, which I do, you know, each week. And I was doing some, some posture and it's funny cause I can feel like I probably had less tightness when I was younger, but I've got way better range of motion now. And uh, my ability to reach beyond my toes is better because I've learned how to contract my muscle, the posing muscle more specifically in these ranges of motion. And so, uh, it's been interesting to just see the, how the body changes as a result of doing some of this stuff. And I don't think I was doing it to the degree that you have been over the years, but I've definitely learned a whole lot more over the last you know year and a half or so. Yeah. But you still learn that lesson on that journey that the passive stuff doesn't do it for you. Right. Yeah, I mean, you exactly. figured that out too, just like I did. And you know, it, it's crazy, man. Like, there's so many things that like, this is the problem. People just can't move energy, you know, like yeah. that's all like, I like, I like simplifying it to energy. Cause literally that's the base of what it is. Mm -hmm. And like, you can talk about circulation and the biochemistry of the, the, all that other stuff that medicine wants to focus on, which I know all that stuff too. But like, if you don't get the energy and focus on getting the energy back in there, all that stuff is completely irrelevant. Cause that's just downstream from what needs to yeah. be restored. Right. So, buddy, you 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 honestly hit it on the head with the with the way you described a lot of these things. Like, it's uh, it it's it's an activation thing, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's it's the connection, and when we lose connection in the body, we get sick. If yeah. we lose connection to a muscle, the joint will hurt, right? It, I mean, if we, I mean, it, it's it's not rocket science. Yeah. And so even when pain is really bad, the pain sometimes is there because you've lost connection so long, the body is throwing a pain signal out trying to tell you, like, I don't even know what's going on there. Like, there's mm -hmm. a blank spot there for me. Yeah. And then that's why you feel the way you do, right? So, mm -hmm. Well, then okay. we'll have to go into this more next time. But, I mean, part of the work that you're doing, too, it's like you're teaching these things, but you're also helping people reconnect they're like muscle testing, a perfect example of like muscles going weak, right? And I'm not, I'm not talking about just like testing strength, but you're you're challenging the body and these corollary muscle groups that correlate with the gland or whatever, everything that you were talking about before. But you're you can see when you reactivate through NIS, the brain reactivate that muscle pathway or that somatic sensory pathway, the strength comes back on. And so part of the work is like learning how to like contract these different areas of your body. But the other work is, you know, working with someone like you where you can actually help to like turn that switch on and refire that in the brain. Do you want to just say a few yeah. words on that before we no, close? I'm glad, yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. So the way I want picture, I want uh, people to frame it is we assess where that's happening. So a lot of times when you have problems, what NIS is doing and some of the ways we're mapping the brain in the field now, because we're mapping the field as well, um, it's actually showing us where the sensory motor amnesia and the breakdown is happening. Where basically the loss in connection is happening from brain to body, body back to brain. And so when you're able to map that, 
it tells you where the problems are existing, whether it's muscle, glandular, right, pathology, like whatever it may be, it's telling you where the problem's existing. So then that helps us as the practitioner, number one, go through techniques like NIS to make sure that we're actually getting a reconnection of that circuitry. And what I work with all day is part of the sensory motor cortex. We work with the postcentral gyrus. That's what we're using with NIS to actually help make this reconnection. Now, the other piece of that, like I'm talking is like, so I'm doing that on table time and whether we're doing that through NIS, central integration for emotional stuff, uh, whether I'm working on the fascia, like we talk, whether I'm addressing the lymphatics, uh, whether I'm adjusting the spine, all of these things are contributing to removing interference, right, from the nervous system and making the connection. Now, what we're talking about today is what you do in between seeing somebody like me to ingrain the work that I'm doing. But if you don't know where you need to focus it on, you'll be lost. So my job is to help people and give them the homework in between visits with me of, hey, I need you to work on your pelvic floor and we're going to do somatics on your pelvic floor or we're going to work on your hip flexors and your low back or we need to work on your shoulder and neck or I mean, I know where they need to start focusing their attention to because I can map and figure out where the problem's existing start making the corrections passively in the office that will start jump-starting them, and then they ingrain it with things like somatics. So that's that's full circle right there is yeah. what you're doing. And it's, yeah, I mean, and, and it's beautiful, right? I mean, think about it. We're making just, we're just making the mind-body connection and we're restoring the energy in the body. Mm -hmm. From the time you see me to all the way to where you're doing active stuff on your own at home, that's all you're doing. You're moving energy. Yeah. Awesome. And then you're, you're, you're building bandwidth as you do it. And that's what makes the long-term change. If you can't build the bandwidth through the, through that connection, you can't have the long-term change. Yeah, I mean, the other, the other really profound thing I think is that when you start to do this and you get out of pain, you start to see the world differently like you because you're relating to your body differently you know you're recognizing that it's almost like a metaphor for life you kind of go got to go into the pain you got to go into the discomfort you got to contract you got to you know find find different angles with within the pain and and i think it gives people a sense of confidence that they're able to to go into do hard stuff you know i think getting back to some of the earlier conversation we had just around the opening of we don't move the way that we used to. And when you start to move like this, you start to want to move in different kinds of ways. Like you might want to do some more like primal movement type stuff and maybe more gymnastic type stuff or swim and get into the Olympics. Or, you know, you might start to re recognize there's so much more to you than what you realized. And I think that just the opening in, in our sort of daily lifestyle habits where we start to engage more physically again, that's such a huge part of our healing because it's it's really like you said mind body and then we when we start to make these connections we literally see ourselves differently and so the way we heal the way we eat the way we move the way we interact the way we relate to our body the confidence we might feel uh, as a result of having some control over uh, you know the the pathology that our body was going through to now having that sense of freedom uh, I mean, it's, it's literally life-changing. I, I mean, I feel like 
working out with packs and engaging my body in new kinds of ways has, has given me so much new insight into my own body and what I'm capable of and, and new goals for myself that I didn't necessarily have to think about or didn't, didn't think about before. So I think it's, it's so such important work that people need to do for themselves uh, to, to, to wake up more, to, to find that freedom within. And the magic of that man is, I love it the way it was described. I'm going to, I'm going to give it a different picture from an energy place. All we do all day is process data. We're sensory, right? We're just pulling in data from the field all day long. And then we have to process that, right? Through our energy systems, through our nervous system. So what happens man, is when there's too much sensory distraction, there's too much data overload, and we can't process that data, that's because there's a loss of the mind-body connection. There's not enough power output to process that data. So when you ingrain and strengthen that mind-body connection, you have more power output, you have more bandwidth, and that means you have more of an ability to process data from the field. And when you can do that, your body's in harmony, man. And like like you said, your reality is different, your state's different, like life's better. You have a better connection with your body and you want to move different and you're happier and you feel better and you know, all these things just get better for you. But what I want people to see in that statement is like, that's, that's it. Like you're an energy being. And if, and if you're not pushing enough energy through the body, that's why you're having trouble processing. Mm. That's it. Well man. said, buddy. Well said. So good one today, but hey, yeah, great information. Hopefully people can take uh, this into action and, um, and be curious enough to learn a little bit more. And so you, you throw out the name of a book. Uh, I was looking on Amazon as you're speaking, you can get that book on there, the genius of flexibility, but is there any other resources that you'd want to share with people? Uh, there's a cool guy I like to follow on YouTube. Uh, you just go to learn somatics, mm -hmm. learn somatics, S O M A T I C S. So if you really want to try some of this stuff, that's the guy I follow to do his stuff. I love, I love the, the progressions he takes you through. He's got a lot oh. of free content on there. And I think he even does classes. I've never done a class. I'm not, you know, I'm not promoting him in any sense or yeah. being, I don't even know the guy, but I would just like his videos and I enjoy doing his, his somatic stuff. So. Cool, man. Awesome. I'll check him out too. <clears throat> yeah. I'm always, I'm always interested in adding more things to the repertoire and just even having, yeah, just a, a movement pattern that you're doing regularly enough to, to sort of progress uh, whether it be in your flexibility or strength or your, just your agility or coordinated movement, it's, it's so helpful to have uh, strategies like this. So love it, man. Love you too, buddy. Love you, man. Okay. We'll see you on the next one.